0: Operational. Nope. Horrible. Stop. Failed. Fail. Fail yours. Fail yours. Business priority. (laughs) I was like mean. I was like, business priority. Business priority. Operational efficiency. (laughs) Episode 60. Hey, friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. Welcome back to another episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, our goal is to provide you with real-world context around technology. I am your host, Zig Ziga. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, my friends. Welcome back. We are still following our business priority examples. And if you are tracking what we're doing, if you're not tracking, we'll just do a quick summary. We've recently, over the last couple of weeks, done multiple business priorities, and we've highlighted some real world, real, raw, in the wild business priorities that are leveraged every single day. Again, we like to give real context, real life examples of how things are being leveraged in the wild. So just to recap, we had our episode 56, which we covered business priority, pervasive security. And that kind of had some synonyms on pervasive security kind of transition to zero trust architecture, cybersecurity, risk management framework, a number of those things. Episode 58, zigbits.tech uh, zigbits.tech/5858. that one was on business priority, digital transformation. Digital transformation has become this huge buzzword in the sales side and the marketing side, but we are going through a digital transformation. What does that truly mean? It means that we're changing how we do business. Technical solutions have capabilities that allow us to shift how we do our business, make us more effective, efficient, provide more revenue. And then the last one that we just did was 59s. So that was zigbits.tech slash 59. And that was business priority, customer experience. And that was all about making sure our customers are successful. Now your customers could be a number of different people depending on their company. If you are a service provider, you could have a ton of customers that are other companies. If you are a SaaS provider, you could have a ton of users that are leveraging your SaaS application. Think of email as a service, as a cloud offering. All right, so today we're gonna talk about operational efficiency, and this is episode 60. Um, Again, this is another business priority, and it is a real in the wild example. Before we jump into our operational efficiency description and the priority itself, let's level set on what priorities actually are and this entire process. This entire process that we're talking the last couple times, last couple episodes, is consultative leadership. And that's just a term I threw out there to kind of govern this entire framework, consultative leadership. What are we talking about when we talk about business priorities? The business priorities for an organization, a company, and an environment are the foundation of this entire process. They're also the foundation of that organization. Now, when we go through this process, we're going to create a business plan. This business plan is going to have priorities. It's the starting point. Everything else rolls into those priorities. Those priorities are like the buckets that, that you put other information in. So, you're going to have priorities and then you're going to have outcomes, drivers, capabilities and then eventually vendor agnostic solutions. And all of that's going to roll up to each of these priorities that we talk about. Now, when we go through this process of creating this business plan, of helping these customers, helping your organization out, I always tell everyone to limit their priorities between three to five priorities. And the reason behind that is that when you start to add more priorities, six, seven, eight, I've been in situations where the customers want nine priorities, and it is extremely difficult to identify the differences between nine priorities. I'll give you a quick, easy example. Let's say you have a customer that says, well, security is a priority. Okay, cool. I got security. I can, I got security is a priority. Understood. Then they say, well, cyber security is a priority as well. So now you're trying to identify the differences between security. What does that mean? What does security mean? And what does cyber security mean? That's kind of the quick, easy example of how convoluted it can get when you have nine Priorities on the board, and you're trying to identify the differences between them. Business priorities have to mean something to your senior leadership team, All right. So, if you are working at a company and you have senior leaderships that are part of this process, the business priority, the wording has to resonate, has to mean something. And what I mean by that is, if you if you put down security, I keep using security as an example. Um, maybe operational efficiency might be a good one too. Operational efficiency. If you put operational efficiency down, and it doesn't resonate with the customer, that stakeholder, that that senior leadership, that senior leader, if it doesn't resonate, then you need to re- reword smith it with them. They need to be a part of that process. They need to shift the language to something that does resonate to them. And that way that priority will forever be a part of them. They'll always want that priority moving forward. I always say it's always better to leverage the customer's language over your own, because that's going to resonate the best. This is the same thing with the description, too, of that priority. Now, the description is going to be a little longer. You're going to have a lot more potential possibilities of putting some language in there that will resonate with that customer and multiple stakeholders that you have. When you have a situation where you have five, six, seven, or eight stakeholders in the same room together, it can be cumbersome or, or trying. It can be trying to come up with the same language, uh, an agreed, agreed description, <laughs> sorry, yeah, an agreeable description that means this, what everyone cares about. All right. So today's business priority example, a real raw in the wild example is operational efficiency. Now, when we talk about operational efficiency, I like to throw in a lot of the the business money items in there. Um, So business items might be CapEx, OpEx, total cost of ownership, could be trip multiplier. I do like trip multiplier a lot. It could be return on investment, ROI. Uh, So these are just terminologies that are getting out there, right? So what do I mean by operational efficiency? I mean, any way to increase your effectiveness. It could be something as like streamlining a new service, increasing your time to market on stuff. So like maybe before you had these solutions or this these capabilities, it took you three months to deploy a new system or application, and now it takes you a month because that operational efficiency. So something in that priority you either got that that capability, that solution, that vendor agnostic solution, and now you're able to achieve a very quick time to market compared to before. Time to market's a good one. I like troop multiplier because, you know, there's going to be solutions that you can purchase or leverage or whatever, right? Again, we're not being solutionizing here. We're not solutionizing. Um, just giving some examples of capabilities you'd get. But there's a lot of solutions out there that, that will increase your troop multiplier. What do I mean by troop multiplier? I mean that you're going to get time back to your staff from doing the things that they, they spend a lot of time doing that they shouldn't be doing. Right. I'm not saying they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. Like they're doing something against what their job is. What I'm saying is that they're doing a lot of tasks because they have to, but if you get solutions that can either automate or take over those sat, those tasks, well, now your, your staff, your engineers, your architects, whoever they might be, help us, help us staff can focus on other things, other priorities, other, other projects. That's what I mean by troop multiplier. You get them to go do something else that you care about. All right. So a good, good example of a description: um, enhance operating efficiencies to deliver consistent, high quality, and reliable services by leveraging software-defined infrastructure solutions. So that one's really tied to software-defined networking and, and really SDN in general and SD you know software-defined fabrics, whatever solution you want to throw in the bucket there and place a software-defined networking or infrastructure. Another good example of a description might be provide service delivery through innovation or innovative Use of, of partners and technologies, right? So that's a little bit more um, futuristic, if you will. It's not tied to software networking. It is tied to partners, third-party partners, and and def- just technology solutions in general. So those two examples uh, descriptions are pretty good. They probably resonate the best. Rewordsmith them with your customers, right? These are mine um, that I've written down in this this <laughs> in the show notes. So don't don't take these and say oh, I'm going to use these because they told me to use them. No, you don't want to do that. You need to resonate with the customers. They need to be a part of this process. They need to write these with you um, hand in hand in the workshop or after the workshop setting. And then that way you can be really clear. Hey, we wrote, we wrote these together. Here's your, here's your priority, it's operational efficiency, or maybe it's increased efficiency, or maybe it's uh, increase effectiveness or, or something like that. There could be a whole bunch of different options for the priority. Um, and then the description, you say, hey, this is the description we wrote together. Does it still resonate with everyone? And they're going to tell you, yes, it does, or no, it doesn't. So some of the things that I'd put under operational efficiency, a service-orientated architecture. So I was doing something recently, and I think um, moving to cloud kind of fits that bucket, right? So today you do things a certain way to increase operational efficiency if you move to cloud. As an example, there's some capabilities you're going to get in cloud. I keep leveraging cloud as an example. It's a bad example, probably, because I keep doing it over and over again. But the intent here is that you're going to get some capabilities in cloud. And one of those happens to be a good service model, service architecture model, where instead of having to do virtual machines on prem and having to instantiate them and they take a while to instantiate you can kind of move towards that more containerized model in the cloud where like hey you can ramp up services based on demand and ramp them down based on uh, you know less demand but then also you can instantiate updates and new services a lot quicker more effective so i'd call that like a service architecture or a service operating model oriented operating model, something along those lines, um, which just allows for a lot more flexibility from an organizational perspective and efficiency. Some other things that could go under operational efficiency, right? Anything that can help get work done quicker, right? Uh, sometimes I'll throw in some sort of collaboration systems, tools, because um, maybe maybe they don't have them today and they're having their own issues, so they can't collaborate effectively, efficiently. And to allow them to collaborate, they need some sort of s- capabilities to collaborate, It could be email, it could be file shares, it could be obviously VTC or video teleconference, it could be voice or VoIP services, uh, chat. It doesn't have to be everything or anything, it could be any of those subsets, right? Those are just examples. Um, But the intent here is that to make them more effective, more efficient, operational efficiency, get get the work done quicker, they could uh, leverage some sort of collaboration services right to do that if they didn't have those things but a lot of what goes into operational efficiency is a lot of money a uh, business uh, money thing so like lower your your operations and maintenance cost o&m cost i like to reduce overlapping capabilities as much as possible here so like maybe you have s- applications or services that do the same thing or parts of the same thing well let's let's reduce that overlap let's consolidate make things more effective more efficient there also the same thing for infrastructure we want to consolidate the infrastructure uh use this example too so if you're gonna have multiple data centers you don't necessarily need four data centers you know you're probably fine with two data centers um, it depends on the situation. If you have a worldwide company, you might need four data centers. But if you're specifically within one, one country, then you might need only two data centers or, or one physical on-prem data center and, and then a cloud data center, right? But the point here is you want to lower your costs by, by reducing the overlap on infrastructure, applications, and services. Um, so I do like the CapEx and OpEx one. I do use that uh, pretty regularly. So you, you, you say, reduce CapEx, OpEx by reducing overall complexity. Or something along those lines, Reduce it by reduce CapEx and OpEx spend right? Because again, you want to reduce the amount of money that you're spending. You want to be more effective on the money front. There's also the other kind of flip side of that is increase revenue, right? Based on leveraging new capabilities and whatnot, because you can increase your revenue as well as lower your your expenses. So that was our business priority for operational efficiency. If you have any questions, obviously you can reach out Uh, email me at zig at zigbits.tech. You can also add some show notes to this episode. This episode is uh, 60. So that'd be zigbits.tech slash 60. So when you go ahead and you can add comments, you can send me an email if you have any other uh, questions or or whatnot. Operational efficiency is critical. It's all about success as well. It's about streamlining what you're doing, automating what you're doing, um, being able to get some resources and reuse those resources somewhere else. Those resources, resources is kind of a variable. It could be people are a resource, services, solutions, software, hardware, storage, time, money, all of that is resources, right? So when I say resources, I mean any of those things. And there's more that wasn't an all-inclusive list. That was a a quick rundown in my head. Never once in this entire process did we talk about a specific vendor or a specific vendor solution. And there's a reason behind that. And I'd like to end this these kind of episodes, and I've been doing it recently, but I'd like to say this, that... There is no need to solutionize at the start. We have to change how we do these things. We do not need to solutionize at the start. Everything, everything we do, if it's a solution, if it's a design decision, everything has to tie back to the business. And I leave with a number of questions, right? I lead or I leave you with a number of questions. Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this solution? Why are we leveraging this vendor solution? What is it doing for us? What is the value to the business if we do this? And I like the flip coin to that, the flip uh, question or comment to that one be, what's the impact to the business if we don't do this? So this is a tried and true process, right? Again, this is real. This is in the wild, raw, content these are things that that we're all doing every day and i'm just terminizing this as consultative leadership it is a process to build a business plan for success for your customers for you and for your organizations if you do this right if you do this whole process correctly they will have a business plan for years to come and in my last couple comments here is this none of what we just talked about was hard not at all none of this requires a whole bunch of technical experience or technical depth This isn't like you have to go get multiple CCIEs. This is totally decoupled from the technology side of things. This is consulting. This is being a leader. This is helping the organizations you're in, helping those stakeholders and driving change. That's all this is. And it's easy. It's easy. So easy. All right. Hey, friends, that's going to close out this episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast. Today, we covered another business priority, and this one was operational efficiency. Hey, if you want to add any show notes or show notes, if you want any comments of the show notes, go visit zigbits.tech/6060. As always, if you have any questions, if you would like to email me, you can email me at zig at zigbits.tech. We have a couple updates just to kind of keep you in the loop on what's going on here. Since you're listening on the, the, the podcast, go make sure you subscribe to it so you're aware of all the new episodes we're doing. For the podcast, we are transitioning from doing a bi-weekly show. We're going to try to do, well, we're not going to try. We're going to do a um, weekly show moving forward. So they might be smaller, shorter episodes, but we're going to do them every week. So you get consistent content weekly. That's the podcast. So go ahead and go hit that subscribe button. Also, if you have a couple minutes, please do give a review. Um, the review, it takes only a minute or two for your time, but it helps me greatly. It just builds more, more trust and other people get this content. It's free content. I'm biased. I think it's great content, but let me know what you think. On the flip side here, so that's the podcast. Uh, just in case you don't know, we have a YouTube channel. And we are building out a new YouTube video every single week. So if you're doing the math, that means we're doing one new podcast episode every week and one new YouTube episode every single week. That means at a minimum, you're getting two pieces of content for free every week. To, to follow that YouTube channel, the easy link, go to zigbits.tech YouTube, and it'll redirect you straight to the YouTube channel. Um, and then you can go ahead and subscribe there and hit the bell so that you're notified of all the YouTube content that we're bringing to you. If you have any questions, any comments, if you have any suggestions on content to provide you, please do not hesitate to reach out anytime. I appreciate you and I thank you. Until next time, bye for now.